0: You are listening to a replay of last night's live edition of the Patriots News Desk brought to you by Dear Pat's Nation, broadcasted live on the ColorCast app. If you'd like to listen live, I've left a link in the description. Also, if you're an out-of-market Patriots fan who can't get the game live or you're just looking for alternative commentary, I've been signed as the Colorcast Patriots Super fan, doing play-by-play and analysis for every Patriots game this season. Again, if you're interested with anything that I'm doing on ColorCast, you can download the ColorCast app with the link I've left in the description. It was only one game, but Mac Jones sure looks like he belongs in the NFL. And if you don't believe me, just ask his teammate, David Andrews, and he'll tell you why he was so impressed by Jones' toughness. Oh, and by the way, Mac Jones won't apologize for being a perfectionist. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to this Tuesday, September the 14th, 2021 edition of the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on Colorcast. Don't forget that you can catch this live show Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live on Colorcast. If you're new to the Patriots news desk, it's brought to you by Deer Patch Nation, where we cover the New England Patriots in many different ways. You can catch us on YouTube for the fan-driven DPN live show, where our audience controls the content. We make videos on Newsbreak, where you can get quick breakdowns of all the Patriots' latest news. We have a Patreon page, where you get exclusive content and live shows. And of course, I'm here on Colorcast doing the Patriots News Desk, but I'm also the Patriots superfan doing play by play for every Patriots game this season right here on Colorcast, right up until I call the Patriots winning Super Bowl 56. So make sure that you tune in to my alternative commentary here on Colorcast. If you can't catch the Patriots News Desk live, the podcast will be available at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today and always on the same day as the show. And you can download it wherever you download your podcast. Just search up Dear Pats Nation. We also stream a replay of the Dear Pats Nation news desk the next day at 7 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel. You can find the links to our content and social media and our profile on ColorCast. And if you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, I've left the links in the description. And guys, I've got a great show for you today. I prepared two stories for you. The first story I'm going to cover is why the Patriots front seven will be salivating to get to Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. I'll also finish the Patriots news desk off by outlining how the Patriots avoided serious injury to one of their best offensive linemen. Of course, we're going to hear from the Patriots fans when they answer the Pats Nation question of the day, which is how high is mac jones ceilings and guys that's just highlighting what we're doing today we're going to go through the biggest headlines of the day we're also going to go over all the different publications that cover the patriots and of course we're going to do my favorite segment the patriots versus social media all right guys let's get this show started and let's start with the first story that i prepared today originally prepared for news break and it goes like this Adam Schefter reports that the Jets' left tackle, Makai Becton, now is expected to be sidelined four to six weeks while also needing arthroscopic knee surgery to clean up damaged cartilage that he suffered during Sunday's loss to Carolina. Now, the New England Patriots have had a day to get over their heartbreaking loss to the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. And to paraphrase Coach Belichick, we're on to New York. And with the news coming today that the Jets have lost their left tackle, Mekhi Beckton for at least four weeks, the Patriots' front seven may be salivating at the chance to get after rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. When a team is in need of a bounce-back game, it doesn't hurt when your next game is against the New York Jets. I know that that may offend some of the Gang Green, but come on, you know it's true. The Jets may have improved their defense, and they may have gotten their shiny new quarterback, but... There's a reason that everybody believes New York will finish at the bottom of the AFC East. According to Nick Goss of NBC Sports Boston, Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson was under a lot of pressure versus the Panthers pass rush on Sunday, and he will likely find himself in a similar scenario in week two. The Patriots front seven may have had a slower start than maybe the Patriot fans wanted to see. However, the Jets offensive line was very leaky against the Panthers on Sunday, and the loss of Beckton is going to make things very difficult for New York's offensive line to hold New England. The Patriots' biggest offseason free agent signing was Matthew Judon, and he made his presence felt against the Dolphins on Sunday. Judon ended up with four combined tackles and one quarterback hit, and the hit that he laid on Tua that ended up in the Jonathan Jones intercepting the ball was an absolute killer hit. But outside of Judon, Josh Uche appears to have taken a step forward in a sophomore year. He recorded one tackle for loss and a sack, you know, which are pretty good numbers when you consider that he was only on the field for 28% of the defensive snaps, which is really low when you compare that to Matthew Judon, who had 89% of the snaps. Regardless, both guys are able to get to the quarterback and they should keep Zach Wilson uncomfortable the entire game. Now, I'm not encouraging Patriot fans to get overconfident for the game on Sunday, but let's just say this. I will be picking the Patriots in my survivor pool because that's how confident I am that the Patriots are going to win this game. And listen, I got a ton of faith in Mac Jones and that offense, but this defense alone would be good enough to beat this Jets team and lead the Patriots to victory. All right. So let's look at some of the headlines that have popped up and uh, that are up surrounding the Patriots. And Hey, make sure that after I share these stories with you, you go read the full articles. I just don't sit here reading stories in their entirety. Uh, I try to pick out the most interesting points and share them with you. But most of the stories I pick are, you know, full of interesting information that would probably intrigue a lot of Patriots fans. Okay, I got four headlines to share with you today. Don't forget that after the headlines, we'll be getting into the Pats Nation question of today of the day. And today, I'm asking, how high is Mac Jones' ceiling? But for right now, let's get into the first headline. And the first headline, uh, it's only one game, but Mac Jones sure looks like he belongs in the NFL. And it was written by Terrace Sullivan of the Boston Globe. Here was the Patriots rookie back all. Here was the Patriots' rookie quarterback, all energy and motion, bolting into the huddle after Jonathan Jones' interception had just handed his offense the ball. There was eight minutes and seven seconds left to go, and his team was trailing by a point. For a franchise defined by the quarterback before the quarterback he'd just replaced, Jones found himself thrust into the very game day situation Tom Brady loved and thrived in most. The chance to lead a fourth-quarter comeback. The Gillette Stadium crowd was roaring and Jones' arm was humming. But the ninth play of the drive is one that the Patriots will remember forever. And the one that they will rue as the last on a list of too many mistakes that cost them a 17-16 decision to the Dolphins. Damian Harris fumbled at the 11, killed the potential go-ahead drive surrendered possible points and gave away possessions with a precious three minutes and 18 seconds left on the clock and on a day when the pats turned the ball over twice on a day they managed only 13 points on four red zone trips on a day that they let eight penalties rob them of 84 yards it was undoubtedly the most costly mistake but the play before the fatal play the Patriots should remember that one too as one of the most impressive ones by a rookie quarterback on the first day of what promises to be a long Patriots life. Welcome to the NFL, Mac Jones. You sure look like you belong. And that was about as poetic a story as we could have asked for. And maybe I should have finished with that headline, but the second story we're looking at promises even more Mac Jones praise. It was written by Mass Live's Matt Vittor, and it's called Patriots Notebook. Mac Jones impressed David Andrews. Quote, I thought he showed some toughness. And as they walked away off the field following the Patriots' Sunday loss to Miami, veteran center David Andrews found Mac Jones and put his arm around the rookie quarterback. Quote, I remember when I was a young guy and starting as a rookie. I knew what that was like, Andrew said. As a rookie, there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I remember what it was like with some of those lows and how people talked to me and addressed me and how it made me feel. I thought that Mac showed a lot of mental toughness. He did some things really well. Uh, We have to do a little better job at protecting him. I think he took too many big hits. I thought he really showed some toughness standing in there and making some big throws, taking the hits and keep moving. Tight end, John Smith, appeared to have the beginnings of chemistry with his rookie quarterback on Sunday. And like Andrews, he gave Jones high marks. I believe that he put us in a position to win. That's all you can ask for from a quarterback. I think he was poised, very confident. And that's what you love to see, especially out of a young guy, Smith said. You knew he was going to control the offense. And I know he's going to do everything in his power to come back and get ready for this week's opponents and be better. But I thought he played really well. And it was definitely good to see. Now, Mac Jones definitely had a roller coaster of an off season. I know that Jones said he wasn't surprised that he was named the starter, but I have to think that even he believed he was going to be backing up Cam Newton this season. But after what we all saw with our own eyes and listening to what his teammates are saying, obviously Bill Belichick made the right decision, releasing Cam and keeping Mac. And that brings us to our third headline of the day. And it continues to paint the picture of what young Mac Jones is as a quarterback. It paints the picture of what he is as a competitor. Karen Gergen of the Boston Herald wrote the perfectly named piece, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones won't apologize for being a perfectionist. Now, don't expect Mac Jones to get too excited about every rookie landmark moment or record he achieves this season. As he told WEEI's and Faria, it's all about winning and losing. Asked if he thinks he's too hard on on himself. Jones said he's told that quite often. I just try to be perfect. Being a perfectionist, it's something we all want to do here. Just try to be as perfect as we can, he said. I think we do a really good job and you know, not getting too emotional or anything like that too. When I play my best, I just stick to my rules and trust the people around me who have played a lot of football. My goal is to be able to do my job even better every week. I know the guys around me who have played in the NFL for a while are going to do that too. If I can elevate my game, they're going to elevate theirs. We're just going to keep stacking days together. Jones said he enjoyed playing in front of a packed stadium, saying, quote, For my first time being in a packed stadium like that in the NFL, it was great, he said. Uh, It was a great experience. Hopefully, we can have a lot more games where we can pull out a win. You know, and if you had a chance to listen to a Mac Jones press conference, he's already a clone of Bill Belichick. And I'm sure he learned that from Nick Saban when he was at Alabama. But, you know, we just looked at three stories that when you piece them together, the picture is clear. Most people, including his teammates, believe Mac Jones one game into his career. They believe in him. And maybe it feels like we're overreacting a little bit. But at the very least, Mac Jones has given Pats Nation a lot of hope. However. Three positive articles from three different Boston publications is the least Boston media thing in the world. So why don't we turn to our fourth and final headline that comes from Boston.com's Dan Onofrio, who wrote a piece called Analysis. The Patriots must learn how to win and fast. That's more like it. Winning teams make the plays they need to win. Losing teams, as the Pats and Cam Newton learned last year, don't. That spending spree was bent on improving the level of talent in Foxborough, and even after just one game, there's no question these Patriots are better than those players they were brought in to replace. Yet that one game still extended a skid that's now sees the Pats drop four of their last five, dating back to last December. So a 17-16 to 16 defeat to the Dolphins does raise one big question about the bunch, and the success of this season might just hinge on this answer. How long will it take these Patriots to learn how to win? So while Coach Belichick classified classified it merely as disappointing, Sunday's setback could be closer to a cause for a more amplified alarm if it proves a harbinger of things to come. New England gained 134 more yards of scrimmage than Miami. It held the ball for nearly 13 more minutes. It converted seven more third downs. Offensively, it didn't allow a sack after the first series and never went three and out. Defensively, the Patriots and the the Dolphins allowed, the Pats allowed the Dolphins to eclipse neither 200 passing yards or 100 rushing yards. Yet for all the statistical domination, the Patriots held for just two minutes, held the lead for just two minutes and 30 seconds of play. They trailed for the final 26 minutes and were never able to overcome a Dolphins advantage that never got beyond seven points. Losing teams don't cash in on long drives. Losing teams don't capitalize in the red zone. Losing teams don't fumble in the field goal range. Losing teams don't get bullied at one goal line. Then let a vulnerable young quarterback escape the shadows of the other. The talent is there. These new guys can play the new era is now underway. But that also means the old era is over. A chunk of the Patriots' aura trucked down to Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Fewer than half of Sunday starters were around for the Super Bowl 53 title. That's still not yet three years old. Then New England went out and lost the game the exact way they've been winning them for so many yesteryears. All right, that's it for the headlines today. Like I said at the top, make sure you go read those full articles. Uh, I'm about to get into the Pats Nation question of the day, which of course is how high is Mac Jones ceiling? But before I do, I need to tell you about the Newsbreak app. Newsbreak isn't only a sponsor of Dear Pats Nation. I'm also a content creator of Newsbreak, for Newsbreak, covering the New England Patriots. And because there's so much New England Patriots news out on the market, make sure that you stay up to date with our content because you want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything. And if you're looking for a place to get more free Dear Pats Nation content, then make sure that you head on over to Newsbreak. Almost every single day, I post a minimum of two videos breaking down the latest New England Patriots news. So stay up to date with the latest Dear Pats Nation content and Patriots news by going to wwwnewsbreakcom nation You can find the link to our dear to our newsbreak page in our profile here on ColorCast using the website link. If you're listening to the podcast or watching the replay on YouTube, we've left the newsbreak link in the description. Downloading the newsbreak app puts money directly in our pockets. It takes you thirty seconds, but it's the easiest and freest way to support Dear Pats Nation. Plus, the free Newsbreak app will keep you up to date with all of your local news plus Dear Pats Nation content. So, what are you waiting for? Go download the Newsbreak app by clicking the website link in our profile here on Colorcast, and click on the description of this podcast and YouTube video. All right, now it's time for what I'm pretty sure is everybody's favorite segment. It's time for the Pats Nation Question of the Day, and I'm asking, what is Mac Jones' ceiling? You know, and as a Patriots fan, was uh, a Patriots fan tweeted uh, asking Pat Nation what they thought Jones's ceiling is. And normally, I have a pretty straightforward answer, but this one's a little bit more difficult for me. Uh, normally, when we talk about ceilings, we're talking about building and massively improving skill sets. But I'm going to drop a question that's going to drive some Patriot fans crazy, but I think it's a fair question. Will Mac Jones actually show significant improvement throughout his career? And let me try to explain why I don't think it's a crazy question. Think back to when Drew Brees said that Mac Jones was the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft. That means from a preparation and skill set perspective, Jones was ahead of the other quarterbacks. That tells me that Mac Jones already has a solid foundation to build upon, but perhaps we shouldn't expect major leaps like we have seen in the past with quarterbacks like Josh Allen. Perhaps Jones is what he is, and though he'll build and get better, we kind of know what Mac Jones is and what he's going to be. And that kind of brings us to a different like level of thinking, right? For instance, when you compare Mac Jones to say Justin Fields, it's not unfair to say that fields has a higher ceiling, but that doesn't mean he's going to reach his full potential. Mac Jones may have hit his quote unquote ceiling from a perspective, of what kind of quarterback he's going to be. But that doesn't mean his growth has peaked. Jones is already skilled at reading a defense and he's getting more experience and he'll get even better. At some point, Josh McDaniels will see that Jones is reading that defense and he'll start getting him the freedom to check out of plays and make audibles and check into something more optimal. He can go through his progressions during a play. He'll get quicker at that. The ball already comes out of his hand really fast, so that will make him better. He's got okay arm strength, but you know, with some time in the weight room and the coaching sessions, his arm strength will improve. He'll get better moving around the pocket and finding that soft spot to make a throw. So Jones has a skill set of an NFL quarterback. He'll just improve and get better each year. And, you know, as for his ceiling, I mean, right now his ceiling is Tom Brady, but he may only achieve Peyton Manning, or maybe he becomes an ex Kirk cousins. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into quarterback development. That includes the situation he's in the team he plays for and his mental makeup. At the end of the day, I'm not entirely sure what Mac Jones ceiling is, but I'll tell you this much. He's already a really good quarterback. And logic would tell you he's only going to get better. And with that, guys, we are going to get into our, uh, we're going to get into, we're going to hear from Pats Nation. And it's always great to hear from the Dear Patch Nation Loyalty Club. And if you want to get the perks of the Loyalty Club, make sure that you check us out on Patreon. If you enjoy the Patriots News Desk and you're looking for more Patriots content in a more relaxed atmosphere. Oh, sorry, guys. I've jumped so far ahead here. My whole computer froze up. My whole computer froze up. All right, you heard my opinion on the subject. It's now time to hear the opinion of the Patriot fans who are members of the Dear Pat's Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. But first, let me take 30 seconds and tell you why you should join the Dear Pat's Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. For only five dollars a month, we guarantee you four exclusive videos per week discussing all the latest New England Patriots news. We answer all your comments and questions every second Friday. We host a live hangout exclusive for Patreon members where you have the option to join us on screen or watch the hangout and participate in the chat box. We also send our our daily Patriots questions to the DPN live show and the Patriots news desk. When you leave a comment or ask a question, it's guaranteed to be answered. So come join the loyalty club on Patreon over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. You can find our Patreon link in our profile here on Colorcast. If you're listening to the podcast or watching the replay on YouTube, I've left the link in the description. All right, and now that you've heard uh how you can join the Dear Pat's Nation Loyalty Club, it's time to see what Pat's Nation had to say about it. Earlier this afternoon, I asked the loyalty club on the Pat uh I asked the Loyalty Club the Pat's Nation question of the day how high is Mac Jones ceiling? And here's some of what Pat's Nation had to say about Mac Jones. Thomas said, After seeing the first game, I hold on to my prediction of playoffs. We solved our our QB problem in a perfect way means 11 and 6 or 12 and 5 I believe in this team for the long run. We can fight back, the coaches will do something about those penalties. They make adjustments and learn. I think this was our weakest game of the season and he'll get better every week. Not meaning we'll not lose, we'll just play the best we can and that's what matters, that's what you can say and that's all we've got. Stealing from Max career, sky is the limit. And saying that the sky is the limit really buys into the belief that I think a lot of Patriot fans have for Mac Jones right now. And I, I don't disagree with it. And I mean, could the Patriots be an 11 win team? They could, it's going to be difficult. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be this easy thing for them to accomplish, but they have the opportunity to be an 11. They have a, uh, an 11, 12 win team, it could be an eight or nine win team. But I'm less concerned about this season. This season is this season. It is what it is. Like I'm really, my focus is really on next season, right? My focus is on two seasons, three seasons, four seasons from now. Shredder will says ceiling, Super Bowl champion, baby. And again, it's just another. It's it's just a another proof of the faith that Patriot fans have in Newton. Matt Cowder says his ceiling will be high as he will physically and mentally let it be. The way he reads defenses and blitzes to me is astounding, and the way he knows where everybody is at on the field is just like the best of them. You also think the playbook has been downloaded into his head, so I could see he could win three Super Bowls or just one. I don't know. It's just speculation, so I guess we'll just see uh, as we play one game in one game at a time and enjoy it. And I agree. Let's just enjoy it. And Alex is kind of on my page. says There's no such thing as a ceiling with Mac being a rookie and being such a great quarterback. You can basically teach him anything you can. I don't think you're going to be teaching him things like, I don't think he's going to be running like cam Newton, but no, I agree with you. And it's always great hearing from the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club. If you want to get the perks of the Loyalty Club, make sure you come check us out on Patreon. If you enjoy the Patriots News Desk and you're looking for more Patriots content in a more relaxed atmosphere, check out the Deer Pats Nation live show on YouTube where my boy Connor and I talk about the Patriots and get into whatever kind of shenanigans our viewers get us into. It's a 100% fan-driven show. You ask the questions, you make the comments, and Connor and I take care of the fun. So come check out the Deer Pats Nation live show every Sunday through Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find the link to our YouTube channel in the profile here on ColorCast. It's now time for my favorite segment of the night. It's the Patriots versus social media. I go on Twitter and I find some tweets from members of Patriots Media and NFL Insiders. I share the tweet here, but then I give my response. I don't know if you like it or not, but I'm a social media junkie. So this segment is uh, really more for me. Evan Lazar, who's going to appear a lot on this show, I'm just warning you guys now, tweeted out that. The hashtag Patriots ran the ball to the left or the right outside the tight end on eight plays. They gained 14 yards with a long of five. Those are the toss plays. Eight attempts, 14 yards. Evan Lazar followed up. That means the Patriots' other 22 rushing attempts went for 111 yards or over five yards per attempt. Now, Evan has been very critical of McDaniel's play calling, especially on second down, and he believes the Patriots played too conservative against the Dolphins. However, for me, you know, the stats that he laid out kind of further enforces that J.J. Taylor should have been, shouldn't have not, should have not been inactive on Sunday, especially after Belichick elected to bench Stevenson after his fumble. James White is a fantastic third down running back, but he's not a change of pace back. That should have been Taylor's job. What's even more baffling to me is the Patriots knew they were going to run a balanced offense. They knew if Jones struggled, they would be a run-heavy team, and yet Belichick elected Brandon Bolden's and special teams over J.J. Taylor in the Patriots' run game. Mike Reese tweeted, Patriots running back coach Ivan Fears on Ramondre Stevenson after the lost fumble and opener, quote, he has to learn no matter when the ball comes out or even though you may think you're down, the evidence doesn't always back you. You have to hand the ball to the official. That should be the goal. And, you know, we've seen that replay over and over again, and it really appears that Stevenson was down. But I get what Fears is saying. There's a, a compete level. You play the game until the whistle and you fight for those footballs. And I thought that Stevenson got benched because he fumbled the football. But I went back and I watched that play again. And he made no effort to get the ball after he lost it. He lied on the ground. Then he casually stood up. Like it wasn't as bad as Cam Newton's business decision in the Super Bowl. But the effort was really poor. And if you go back and watch it, the Patriots were still coming into the play. And Stevenson was walking away from the play. Shaq Mason dove into the football and into the Miami player. And Stevenson was about 10 feet away from the ball at that point. And I'm actually really disappointed in his effort after that play. When the referees made the call that it was the Dolphins' ball, Stevenson was almost out of the frame of the camera. He needs to do better. That type of reaction to losing the ball is deserving of you sitting on the bench. And the final one is from Mark Daniels. He wrote that Patriots cornerback coach Mike Pellagino on Zach Wilson, quote, you've got to stay in coverage. That guy can throw the ball a mile. He's got the potential and a hell of an arm. Uh, I'm very confident the Patriots are going to beat the Jets on Sunday, but New England can't go into this game and think just think they're going to win. The Jets are the type of team, if you're not careful, they can catch you off guard. Zach Wilson is a good quarterback. Luckily, the Jets are missing one of their top offensive linemen, but if the Patriots allow Zach Wilson to throw, he's going to hurt the defense. It will be important that the Patriots get constant pressure into the Jets' backfield. I'm going to be honest with you, this is the type of game if the Patriots want to prove that they're going to be for real this season, they need to run up the score. They need to flex their might a little bit. Otherwise, you're just telling the world that this isn't your year. All right, guys, so we've pretty much come to the end of the Patriots News Desk here. Thanks to everyone who's tuned in. I appreciate it. Thanks to all the Dear Pats Nation loyalty club members who weighed in uh, on the Pats Nation question of the day. Don't forget, if you like to contribute to the Patriots News Desk or the DPN live show, uh, check out the P- Dear Pats Nation loyalty club on Patreon. I promise you, you'll enjoy what you see. Uh, and with that being said, it's time to get into my second story that I prepared for news break, and it's called Patriots Trent Brown avoids serious injury. Now, the Patriots may have avoided another serious injury. Adam Schefter is reporting right tackle Trent Brown has a minor calf strain and is considered day-to-day. The first move Bill Belichick made this offseason was making a trade with the Las Vegas Raiders to bring Trent Brown home to New England. The Patriots offensive line is going to be in an area of strength for New England in 2021, with many experts predicting that they'll be a top five unit across the NFL. According to Chris Mason of Mass Live, Brown left the season-opening loss of the Dolphins after the first series. Brown appeared to injure himself on Mac Jones' first dropback, but stayed in the game for a couple more plays. Justin Heron struggled to replace Brown and was eventually benched for new addition Yazar Durant. Obviously, Brown being injured is less than ideal for the Patriots, especially since the Patriots offense will rely heavily on the run game and Trent Brown's ridiculously large frame will be instrumental to the Patriots having success running the football week after week. Now, luckily for the New England Patriots, they have some options on the offensive line. Michael Onwenu, who has taken over the left guard position this season, played right tackle all of last season. And with Ted Karras sitting on the bench, Karras could easily insert to the guard position and Onwenu can shift over to the right tackle spot. According to Chris Mason of Mass Live, uh, Belichick was asked whether the team would consider putting Michael on Winu at right tackle if Brown was forced to miss time. And Belichick didn't opt to get into specifics, saying, quote, well, of course, ultimately, we want to do what's best for the team, Belichick said. And so whatever all of the considerations are, we take those into account and we try to make the decisions that we feel are best for the team. There are multiple considerations uh, to be made, but in the end, the decisions are the ones that we feel are best. It's not surprising that the Belichick wouldn't give an answer, but the Patriots have some options across the line, and it sounds like Brown could be back sooner rather than later. All right, Pats Nation, that's all we got for you today. Don't forget to check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon for only $5 a month. to get exclusive videos, live streams, play-by-play, play, and you get to take part in our live show, so check out the Patreon Club. Make sure you download the Newsbreak app and stay up-to-date with all of Dear Pats Nation content. We release a minimum of two short videos a day covering all of the newest New England Patriots news, so come check us out on Newsbreak. If you came late for the 7 p.m. start tonight, make sure that you're here on time tomorrow for the Patriots news desk exclusively live on Colorcast and Patreon. If you want to download the podcast version of the show, it will be available at 9 PM Eastern standard time tonight, wherever you get your podcast, just search dear Pat's nation. You can also find the audio of the show tomorrow morning at 7 AM Eastern time. When we, uh, when we live stream the replay onto our YouTube page, Speaking of YouTube, don't miss the Dear Nation live show hosted by Connor and myself uh, for our fan-driven live show. It's a show about the Patriots made by Patriots fans. Uh, And Connor will not be on the show tonight. Unfortunately, he's got a uh, his wife wouldn't want to come on or something like that, so I'll be on my lonesome at eight thirty. Thanks to everybody who tuned into the Patriots News Desk live on Colorcast. Don't forget that you can find me here Monday through Thursday at seven PM Eastern Time, and you can also find me here on the mic for every Patriots game this season when I do play-by-play and analysis for the Patriots game this season. That's all I have to plug. So until next time, thanks for tuning into the Patriots News Desk, and always remember, the Patriots are legit. Do.